PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespa Disa. This Crespa Radio Show. Everybody likes it. Listen to a shit. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? How you doing? It's Chris Crespo. It is January 1st, 2023. Happy New Year to you, a bunch of people. Uh, how about a New Year's resolution from you? I, I have one. Here's a resolution that you can use. Um, resolve to sign up at patreon.com slash so for all these brand new awesome episodes of Cinema Crespediso. We have new episodes every week talking about new movies and news and all that stuff. You know how it goes. And then also bonus episodes every week talking about different movies and directors and stuff. Um, this whole month, most of this month is Michael Mannuary and we're talking about Michael Mann movies uh, in addition to everything else. And you can hear all that at patreon.com slash So, And here, in today's best of, you're going to hear a bunch of reviews and segments from the last four episodes throughout the month of December 2022. So as you start the new year, we're going to do some out with the old and in with the new. Check out this old stuff. Then when you're done with the old, sign up at patreon.com slash and get with the new. So hope you all are doing well. Happy New Year once again. And uh, stay safe out there. What does that mean? Don't stay safe. Be rowdy. Get dangerous. Just keep that away from me. All right, bye. Welcome to Cinema Crespotiso. Wait, I mean, the Catholicism is all about guilt. It is extremely guilt ridden. Uh, yeah, evangelicals are all about um, wash yourself of that guilt through the blood of the Lamb. I know the verbiage, I know the words. So you're saying you, I, want, to, you want to soak in the blood of the Lamb? That's, yes, that's how I will means. soak my congregation <laughs> in the blood of the Lamb, doth saith the prophet of doom. That sounds pretty extreme, dude. That's all I'm saying. I mean, that's what uh, seems to be getting on here in America. Coming in at number two at the box office is Violent Night. Yes. Which we saw. It, it was violent. It was quite violent. Rated R made 13.3 as the estimate for the weekend, which is a little ahead of what it was projected to do. I mean, in a world with... In a world. You know, movies like Nobody and mm-hmm. uh, Gunpowder Milkshake. And sure, yeah. Th- things of that. Like, just... A hyper-violent X, Y, or Z movie. Pow! Yeah, yeah. Like, just, I, I'm, I'm okay with like, it. Do it stylized. Give me some cool choreography. And let me see it. No. Show me some cool stunts no. when Santa gets tossed over a billiard table and slams see, into a wall. I want to see him get tossed. It's like, like when, yeah, when Santa good. goes to town Wolverine style with some fucking <laughs> ice skates on his hands. Yeah. I want to watch that I, shit. I, I want to see it. Don't, <laughs> don't cut away from the hits. Don't hide it with shaky cam and stuff like that. I like that that's where action has gone in the post-John Wick era. Uh-huh. And I mean, cons- considering this is, um, what was the company? 87 North. And that's all. That's what they do. Yeah. And then it's obviously uh, Die Hard. 
Mm-hmm. Right, it's a diehard movie. It's, well, a, it's, it's a protagonist it's, in a building it, trying to stop te- sort of terrorists from actually who are actually robbers. Yeah, except this time, diehard Santa. I mean, it's but it's John Santa McClane instead Santa of a cop. Claus. Yeah, <laughs> what if John McClane was Santa Claus? <laughs> the same sort of like, oh my god, I'm over all this shit well, attitude. And, uh, they even say the name Die Hard in the movie There's, at one point. There are time. numerous Die Hard references, <laughs> including someone actually at one point saying like Die Hard Blu-ray or some yeah. shit like that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I feel like it's a mix of Die Hard and Die Hard 2. Yeah. Oh, I mean, there's a straight up... A number of like straight up like visual... Dur- dur- during one death, I said out loud in the theater, <laughs> Die Hard 2. <laughs> like Die Hard 2. <laughs> so, so yeah, there's a number of those. Uh, anyway. But then it's not just Die Hard. No, no. no Let's also shout out verbally and visually Home Alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is very funny. Yeah. Uh, it's a comedy. It's an action comedy, right? For adults. For adults. Because it's, it's radar. Fucking violent. It's very violent. And the language. Very languagey. <laughs> yeah. Um and it, but it's also very much a Christmas movie. Yeah. No, yeah. It, like it, it, yeah. it leans into it very hard. Oh, it's it's very, about Christmas. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The, the, and whatever that may mean to you. Whatever that may mean to with your beliefs, et cetera, et cetera. Obviously, it's America, so it's all about like family, family. But uh, yeah, it's I I enjoyed it. And a little bit of history. I, I oh yeah, I, I, I love the reveal I, of uh, Santa's origin. I like that they have an origin. <laughs> I was wondering halfway Fucking. through the movie, I'm like, are we gonna get are we get any sort of origin? Or I just... mean, not so not to like knock it or anything. Yeah. But at one point in time, like right in the beginning, mm-hmm. you see. Santa in his sleigh, mm-hmm. and you actually see the front of the sleigh. Yeah. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, yes. Oh, yeah. You, you saw the reference. <laughs> because I saw the reference immediately, and I was like, man, I hope they keep going on with this. Yeah, that's interesting. It's because you already watch stuff like that's related to that culture yeah. and that time. Mm-hmm. So you, you can, that's funny. Yeah. That is very funny. So I've well, got a yeah, better eye for that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think it's a great reveal of, of where the Santa's come from. I would like, I would so have liked, <laughs> I mean, this isn't a spoiler. I would have liked the specific of <coughs> how exactly. Christmas magic, Chris. Christmas. Yeah, I don't know how it works. <laughs> a, a runner about how he doesn't know how Christmas magic works. Very, very funny. David Harbour's good. Uh, he, he, he is almost perfect for the role yeah he's good very good choice for this uh definitely better suited for this than hellboy oh yeah oh no yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> In a weird definitely way. definitely but it seems yeah. like very much the same like he's putting out the same vibe yeah same energy <laughs> he's coming with that same energy but, but he's santa claus instead of hellboy yeah, he's in a different red suit this one just works <laughs> better for him ho, ho, ho. <laughs> i like when he laughs he yeah. has to go like ho, 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 ho. it's like they lean into it. Yeah, they have the they have fun with that. It's it's, and then at times it's just like downright cute with the girl Trudy, the little but girl I, of the movie. It's still a Christmas movie. It's, it's as not, violent yeah. and fucking crazy as this movie is, like you said, it's still a Christmas. Movie. Yeah, they still want to have moments of like. They, there's even Aww. yeah, there's even like a big uh, two characters running towards each other and kissing, and the camera pushes in on yeah, them and uh-huh. it's lit from the background. Like wow, this movie's even doing that. Yes, yes, they <laughs> are making a lot of choices. Uh-huh. It's like a very Hallmark. It's, shot. I was about to say it's John Wick means Hall- yeah. meets Hallmark. Which I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay. I think standout has to be um, Beverly D'Angelo. Yeah, she that had, was d- didn't know she was in that movie when no. she showed up. I was like, oh, they should advertise that she's in that movie. I'm letting people know she's in this movie. You may want to see it. You may want to check out. Um, oh, what's her name in? Vacation. Riz- what's her? What's yeah, Griswold, right? Griswold. Yeah, Griswold. What's, what's her first name? 
Big Tits Griswold. <laughs> um, she's fantastic. She's fantastic. The whole cast. What's the lady's name who she's also on Righteous Gemstones? and Oh, um, the, the sister. Yeah, I don't know. But she's playing that character. She, and she that pl- is the sister <laughs> from the Righteous Gemstones in this movie. Yeah, that's like... <laughs> that is very much like her, uh, they're, they're, her they're, purview. They're, they were like, listen, you're already doing this character. Just... That's the exact character we need. Except here's <laughs> yeah, here's like your actor's game for this scene. This yeah. is what you're doing, but be that character. And she's like, I got you. Yeah, <laughs> I can I can nail this one. It's dead. Um, I'm, I'm gonna look up her name so we can give her proper credit because we really should be like remember Edie Patterson. Okay, I knew that. Yep, Edie Patterson. She's great. She killed it. Uh, we her, were talking her about idiot boyfriend killed it too. Yeah, this guy Cam Gigandon <laughs> Gigandon whoever this guy is playing Morgan Steele. <laughs> yeah, he was very funny. They were all good. Uh, Alexis Louder, who we we were just talking about movies runtimes. We mentioned Cop Shop before the movie started, and then this chick, and then you're like, "That's a chick from Cop Shop." Yeah, uh, I was like, "Damn, yeah, I was yeah, like, right. you're totally I was right. like, you, you throw some fucking uh, yellow aviators on her face and give her a gun, and pow! Yeah, all of a sudden she's a badass <laughs> cop. I'm like, oh shit." Um, and then like with Zombo, I mean, I think it's fantastic. And this that's the, uh, uh, the Hans Gruber style bad guy. Yes, but at the same time, I ah, something about John Leguizamo doesn't scream bad guy to me. Oh, really? I think he. he I don't he, think he can, he, like, he can be like. I don't think he can. He can't do it. <laughs> interesting. I thought he was uh, good as being like the asshole. I believe him as an asshole. He has asshole energy. That is, I don't know. I, I think. That I think that is a role that maybe would have been more fun to elevate even more. Sure, sure, sure. Well, you, you know, g- g- give us like, uh, like you could even go like older if you wanted to. Someone totally washed up, like an old ass Anthony Hopkins or something, oh, just man. like showing up and being the bad guy and just being like, like what the Hopkins. fuck is this guy doing in this movie? Yeah, do like overkill for like Ben Kingsley. <laughs> yeah. Ben Kingsley would have done it. Yeah. Yeah, can I wear a wig in this one? Yes, yes of course you can yes, wear you a wig. Can. I'm in. Sign me up. I'm in. I think Kingsley would have been better. I like Leguizamo. Uh, physically, him standing up against such a large David Harbour when they have like their own, the, the builds up to that. Like, I, I, I didn't find that believable in terms of just his physicality. Yeah. He's like a little guy. He's John Leguizamo. I, just, I don't believe him as a bad guy. Yeah. Um, he, he's been doing, this is our second Leguizamo movie in a row. Right? Because we did the menu. He's, yeah. The Leguanas. It's the Leguanas is here, ladies and gentlemen. He uh, he's been doing uh, obviously uh, press, right? He was doing press for the menu. Uh, uh, I saw this after we saw the movie last week and talked about it. Uh, there was like the whole cast was there, and he was talking about how he played that. He's like, I oh, I base a character on. He's an older actor, so I base him on all these older action stars that I've worked with over the years. I know these guys. Then Anya Taylor Joy is sitting next to him, and she's like, "Come on, say the, who is it? Say the name, like tell us." And he goes, "Okay, Steven Seagal." <laughs> and they're like, "Oh shit!" And then he's like, uh, "So I just, you know, I just pretty much being Steven Seagal." And he's like, "And I'm, fr- I can say that now because you know he's old and fat, and I'll just run away. <laughs> I can <laughs> run, before, I can run away before, from him. I wouldn't have done it. Yeah, whoop my ass. Yeah, that's what he said. He said." Uh, they were like, you wouldn't beat him up? He's like, no way. He'd beat me up. He'd beat me up. But I just run away because he's old and fat. And he said, 
he was like, he's a master in Aikido. He knows all his shit. And he did beat me up. Because when they worked together in executive decision, yeah. he said, like, push him against the wall or some yeah. shit. Like, listen to me. I'm in church. I mean, listen, Steven Skull's a piece of shit. He but sucks. I, but, I'm, but I'm sure in close quarters combat, he could whoop the shit out of you. I, yeah, I wouldn't want him to, like, <laughs> swing at me. No. Like, no, no. I'm, I'm running away, too. No, he, at one point. <laughs> I can outrun Steven Skull easy. At one point easy. in time, this motherfucker actually knew what he was doing. He, he's the first Westerner to open an Aikido dojo in Japan. So, I ain't trying to mess with this guy no matter how fat he is um but yeah like Osamo's based that on him and then uh yeah he was I, I like okay I like them more than you did I guess but it's all it's David Harbour's show it's him and the little girl whatever her name is I'm not seeing it here uh and also so we're talking about the runtime it's an hour 50 more like an hour 45 47 with the credits uh I what do you think? I as the movie was going on, I was like, "Well, this is why this movie is well, this, I mean, not, I, not a tight 90. I understand why it's not ninety. If if you cut out the child Christmas part, it could have been ninety. But then it's like, but the, but, the, the, but then it's just it doesn't have the same. Then it's just pull. a dumb violent movie. Yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, okay, we just wrapped it up in Christmassy shit, like adding the girl and all that shit, and with her parents and explaining even briefly, you know, that they're separated, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. giving it. Something to overcome on an emotional standpoint, something to change from the beginning to the end of the movie. So when things do change, you're like, okay, the movie did something. You want your movie to at least do something. Uh, you don't want every character to be static from beginning to end. Yeah, because that sucks. Like, Santa, he starts the movie in a very down place. Mm-hmm. I ain't like that. He's like drunk. He's like, this world sucks. Everyone's greedy. He, he goes on his rant. <laughs> rant right away off the. And I'm like, oh, okay, Santa's over it. I, uh-huh. I yeah, understand yeah. what they're doing with this guy. And then. Right there, I'm thinking, okay, so by the end of this movie, the interaction he's going to have with this family, he's going to be like, oh, oh, oh I'm, I'm into it again. I'm, I'm the Christmassy again. Um, so the movie just delivers, like, predictably on fronts like that, which I think is a benefit. I ain't coming to this movie for, like, to blow my mind with the, yeah, oh, no. we're going to flip all the conventions. No. Just have fun. It was fun. I enjoyed it. It was fun. It's got a 70% on Rotten Tomatoes. It looks yeah. like, okay, that's fine. That's 50, 55% on Metacritic, yeah. Uh, decent amount of money. Not as director. I gotta say, I think this guy overperformed. Uh, or maybe the what, what's the name of that company? Maybe the production company is just so good that it's, it's almost a Marvel action type of thing where they can just take any director, plug it in, and they get their type of movie yeah. like a base baseline quality. Um, this guy's previous biggest movie. He's made like almost a dozen, like maybe ten movies. Hansel and Gretel, colon, which was, remember that one? Ugh. Wrote and directed it. <laughs> Written and directed by Tommy Orcola, Norwegian filmmaker. You, you know, did you ever see, maybe you didn't see it, Dead Snow? No. It's a, uh, I keep seeing this uh, cover, or Nazis in the Snow. Oh, okay. 2009 comedy horror film. Uh, centers on a group of students surviving a zombie Nazi attack. Mm. But, um... And then I was asking you off mic about this 2017 movie, What Happened to Monday. No. He wrote and directed that. No, he just directed it. Anyway, so he's been working. Making okay to middling stuff, if not outright bad. Yeah. <laughs> and then he did this. Well, I think, once again, I think it's uh Maybe it's a company, right? Yeah, I think yeah. it's the company. We'll see. His next movie, we'll find out. Uh, it says here his next film is called Spermageddon. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, oddly, no information available on Wikipedia on Spermageddon. Gee, so, Violet Knight. It's all right. It's fun. Yeah, it's good. Enjoyable. Enjoyable. 
Yeah, no, man. The, the Avatar Way of Water is coming right around the corner. You know who can't? Who is the most excited for Avatar? Who's that? Uh, theater owners. Well, yeah, because they're like, <laughs> money! Thank God. And it does seem like, for sure, a majority, I don't want to put a number on it, but a majority of the screenings for Avatar are in 3D. Well, I mean, that's... It's like, like this movie is meant to be seen in 3D, people. This, there like, are 2D options, but... I mean, there are... I'm really picky when it comes to 3D, Chris. Sure, But yeah. when... A movie is literally made, not post-converted, no. none of that bullshit, like yeah. made for 3D, then I'll pony up the extra, what is it, $7? <laughs> and he's Fuck only, it. And technically, Avatar, he's only made one 3D movie, yeah. but he does seem to be the best at it. I mean, Avatar is the only 3D movie that I can be like, you know, that was worth seeing in 3D. Nah, I mean... Well, no, uh, no, mm, in, into the Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse, I was about to say, you told me to yeah. see that. To go, you're like, oh! I happened to go see it in 3D and I was like my puny little brain exploded in my skull that unique animation mixed with the fact that it's just animated 3D animated usually works great in 3D Um, but live action although this is still like is it animated it's all motion capture Right? But it is animated. They're shooting in tanks and, I mean, and, and sound stages. If, if you want to get super technical about it, Chris, it, it would technically it would be animated. And when there are humans, they are typically people. But sometimes they're not. Yeah. I don't know. Stephen Lang is going to be in this somehow. I can't wait. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver plays really a teenager. Ho- I, really, I, really hope it's, I really hope it's his brain in a fucking box or something. Oh, that'd be awesome. You know, like, Steve Langbot 9000. Boys from Brazil style, <laughs> like we saved his head. Yeah. <laughs> we saved the bad guy's head and he rampages on. Um, he, since we're talking about James Cameron, here's a random quote. I can't tell you the details, but I can say is when I turned in the script for The Way of Water, the studio gave me three pages of notes. And when I turned in the script for three, they gave me a page of notes. So I was getting better. And when I turned in the script for four, the studio executive wrote me an email and said, holy fuck. And I said, where are the notes? And she said, those are the notes because it kind of <laughs> goes nuts in a good way. Right. That's what he's teasing. I, mean, I like nuts in a good way. Nuts in a good way. He says it builds to something. I mean, of course, he's like, come on. My thing's going to be amazing. <laughs> Trust me, guys. <laughs> come on. I'm going to make more of these things. So you got to go see it. Uh, anyway, it's going to it's expected to make like. 170 or so million dollars next weekend, which okay. would be like the number three or four biggest December opening ever mm-hmm. behind like Star Wars and a couple of Marvels. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both Star Wars. Like, yeah, it's weird. The first Avatar so only. Disney. Yeah, behind Disney. Well, <laughs> the motherfuckers. <laughs> So, so Disney, Disney is, is going up against Disney. Yeah, just, is going up against Disney. It really doesn't saying? matter. Yeah, th- yeah. Isn't that crazy? That's a that's a weird future. <laughs> that's a weird future we're living in, where yeah. everything's just the same. Just go to the we're going to the Disney, Chris. That's the illusion of of uh, I mean, of ch- choice. I mean, I'm just I'm just waiting for celebration to expand its tentacles into the rest of Orange County, and next thing oh, you well, know, they like, divested though. Disney divest themselves of celebration. Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah, they got out of that a little while ago because the. Um, like this sucks. <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't working out for us. Someone's gonna kill someone in here pretty soon. I mean, yeah, someone, yeah, yeah. Isn't that wild? I'm mean, I'm sure it's still cute and all. I don't know if I've ever been into celebration proper. Have you? I mean, I've driven through it. Just driven through it. Yeah. Like I haven't walked around looking like, for like secret Mickey's like oh or shit I needed to turn around on the highway and I can only do that getting off at an exit and it just happened to be Oops. celebration <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just gonna loop around and goodbye all of a sudden the squirrels are animated 
It's like when you see pictures yeah. of cake that uh-huh. look like they're drawn. Yeah. It's like, is that an animated squirrel? Is that, how do they do that, no, that it, magic? It'd be funny magic. If all of a sudden, boom, it's like 2D live animation. Yeah. You know, where, Weird. like, you know, Who Framed Roger Rabbit style. It's like, we're all hallucinating. They just spray you with a hallucinogen <laughs> on your way into Celebration. Dude, if that was <laughs> shit. If that was the case. If that's the case, fucking sign me up. No Chris, wonder I'm moving to Celebration. No wonder it's so popular. <laughs> that's the secret. <laughs> I'm moving to Celebration. They put that shit in the water. <laughs> Um, for the box office, so theater owners need that Avatar baby. The first one only made like seventy million, seventy five million opening weekend, and oh, then yeah. it just like it trucked on for months. For yeah, ages. But will ages, ages. Will this one do the same, or will it make a shit ton up front and I then, mean, and then drop off like a Fast and Furious? I mean, it's Avatar will be in theaters pro- at least until Valentine's Day. Yes, for sure. Maybe until depending on how well it does March, because then that's when. Next season of movies start coming out for yeah the next few months it's like what maybe there's a Antman Antman in February is like the next big movie so it's got a whole two months right there of just making well Christmas aside we'll see do people really want it we'll see there's a lot of folks who are like meh but then I'm also uh, what was I hear anecdotal someone talking about um they a teacher kids it's a bunch of kids are like. Te- teenagers it? yeah with the new one coming out they're checking out the first one and they're like oh shit this movie's good and they're getting excited to go see uh, well, I mean, yeah. the sequel I mean it's Dances with Wolves yeah it's a, yeah, no it's, a, it, it's just all the all the proper story beats are there that we've seen the story so many times it's just set in a world that's like completely made up yeah. and uh, yeah kids people who were maybe not even I mean probably under 10 years old when the first one came out now they're in their teens or 20s Checking out the first Avatar. Even younger. Anyway. Anyway, that's, uh, what is that? that's like some little banana cushion. Right here, you know? <laughs> gets, gets my mind going in sideways. Like the Avatars. Into sideways directions. So this weekend, box office, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Number one movie for the fifth weekend in a row. Okay. Uh, 11 million bucks. Not bad. Domestic total, 409. Nah, there we go. Not bad at all. Um, it's the first movie since Black Panther in 2018 to hold the top spot for five consecutive weeks. Well, I mean, wow. there's a reason. I mean, there's interest. It has no competition. So. That, that's true. Smart placement. Um, however, the first one just to remind people in North America made 700 million. Well, because it was Black Panther. Yeah, that shit was a phenomenon. It was like this one had some was missing something that the first one had. I wonder what that. I believe I believe, hmm. I believe what you're looking for is Chadwick Boseman. Oh, it's Black Panther. <laughs> you mean Black Panther? Well, no, we, we got a new Black. We Panther. We got a new Black Panther. But it's missing. Yeah, it's it's missing Chadwick Boseman. That's what's missing. Ain't no Chadwick. That guy was James Brown. <laughs> you know how hard James Brown is. Um. Anyway. Anyway. Congratulations, Dizzy, for continuing to make money. The uh, number two movie was um, Twilight Night. Yeah, another another eight million. I'm seeing online in the you know little circles uh, that I'm seeing in our Crespo Hundo and all that shit. Uh, people are liking it. Like, well, I mean, everyone seems to be enjoying Violent Night. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if if you're if you watch the trailer and you mm-hmm. think you're into it, mm-hmm. you, I mean, you, you are given the movie you are sold in the trailer. Yes. So yeah, I think so. I think it delivers on the premise uh, in a solid way, but then it it, it leads it to people being like, yeah. All right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they, they did it. This is what I was hoping for, and, and we got it. Uh-huh. We got death by candy cane. We got a strangulation with a Christmas lights. Die hard with Santa. Die hard. Die, <laughs> die hard with Santa. He's like, I shouldn't even be here, man. <laughs> Just let me go. The reindeer flew away. Uh, 
Uh, did you see the trailer for that movie? Spoiler alert! One with the what's his name? Sheldon. He he. Meet, it's based on a true story. No, you haven't seen this. It's like a Hallmarky Christmassy looking type movie. Okay. Um, but LGBTQ because it's about a guy meeting a guy, mm-hmm. uh, and they like fall in love. But okay. it but it's also like the guy is terminally ill. Okay. So, uh, so I've seen that with a guy and a girl already. Exactly. Like a billion times. Exactly. We've seen this a bunch of times. But it's a Michael Showalter movie. Michael Showalter, uh, he does really good with like rom coms and stuff like that. He makes surprisingly sweet little movies that that just work on on a story story level. I mean, I was surprised to see that. Um, because I saw that trailer, I was like, yeah, it looks a little, looks a little, uh, not soapy. Um, maybe saccharine. Better than Hallmark. I don't want to call it a Hallmark <laughs> movie. It looks better than a Hallmark movie. Anyway, Showalter's interesting. You ever see They Came Together? I don't think so. That's a rom-com that's like a, sort of a spoof satire of the genre, but also, you know, it's like what you would expect from the guys who do, uh, uh, what was that What was that show? Not the, well, The State. What was our more recent one? Stella. Remember Stella? Mm-hmm. Man, I miss Stella. That was some good times. Do people know what we're talking about? Yes. You sound like old men. Well, our, <laughs> our listeners are old also. <laughs> You're all old. We're old, guys. The whale is expanding. Looking forward to that. Uh, that'll be coming out here in a couple of weeks. Empire of Light actually came out. Uh, it was here in Winter Park. Oh, was it? Yeah, maybe we should be going to see that. Yeah, perhaps. There's a lot of movies, man. So Violent Night made another $8 million. Strange World continues to not make money, mm-hmm. but it's number three. The Menu, number four. And Devotion, we haven't seen that, number five. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Drew. <laughs> no? Not interested in some Jonathan Majors, I'm, uh, Glenn I'm, Powell I, I'm, bunny action? I'm really sick of all of this, uh, like, World War One and or World War Two military drama bullshit. Sure. Like, it is... It doesn't matter. This one's a Korean War. Whatever. <laughs> it m- makes me care about it even less, Chris. It's the Forgotten War. It's forgotten. We don't talk it's just, about it. It's, it's another war. Brian, it's, an, it's another American war movie. I'm fucking yeah, sick of it. It's another war movie. The, um, uh, it's Glenn Powell's uh, produced it. He, oh, this is his baby, apparently, mm-hmm. which is crazy. The uh, Brian Dennehy's character in the first Rambo, he's a Korean war vet. So it's a Korean war vet versus a Vietnam vet. Mm-hmm. And it's like the, the generational shift and, mm-hmm. and how et cetera, et cetera. Anyway. <laughs> Am I supposed to care about that? No, not really. <laughs> We didn't talk about that movie. We talked about Rambo 2, which is come, which already came out. That came out last week. We talked about a Rambo 2 episode. That was a lot of fun. As we're in the midst of sequel Sember. Um, so anyway, we didn't go to the theater this weekend. But I did see... Did you see Guillermo Toro's Pinocchio? Yes, I did. And what do you think? It was, I mean, as an artistic feat. Yes. As a two-hour stop-motion movie. Fucking mind like exploded right. in my, in my brain. Yeah, it's fantastic the things that they're doing <laughs> physically with these characters and the camera moves and such. And all of it. It, it was all hauntingly beautiful in classic Guillermo del Toro style. Sure. Yeah. So, how'd you think? Uh, what'd you think of the, the updating the story to, to the fascist era of Italy? Okay. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Right. Why not change it? Why not? No, I'm okay with it. It's, they can't do I mean, the th- Disney one anyway. All of the they don't want to. All of the story beats are there from the Pinocchio that you know. Yeah. And he did his own thing with it too. Yes. So I'm like I'm totally okay with it. It's interesting. I like how um, uh, it's. I think it has to be PG. It's just a PG film, but it still has like. <laughs> 
uh, a child gets blown up with a bomb in like the first 10 minutes of the movie. It's like, it's the inciting incident why yeah. Geppetto is so uh-huh. sad. Uh, yeah. It happens I at do, a church. <laughs> I, do, I, I do like that uh, he carved Pinocchio fucking shit based. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and a bout of, of drunken yeah. anger. Exactly. That's that's crazy. <laughs> and um, and then Pinocchio does like a Jesus Christ pose when he oh, sees the, the dude, Jesus. I laughed out. I laughed out loud when that happened. <laughs> I was like, the fuck? That's like the most sacrilegious shit he can do. <laughs> Those that, that priest is going to be mad, mad. Let me tell you, that priest looked evil as fuck anyway. He did look, he did look evil. And you know, I think it was Burn Gorman voiced that priest. It's like we need a creepy voice, so we get, let's get this creepy looking guy, Burn Gorman. If you look him up, he's like, oh yeah, this guy, <laughs> my guy's a creep. Um, he uses him in the Hellboy movies and stuff. Okay. He's one of it's him and Charlie Day are the scientists in Pacific Rim. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. He's got like the severe yeah, face. He's got that face. He's also in the Expanse on on the Cotton yeah. Only. Mm-hmm. He's the voice. He's the the priest. Okay. Some of the voice actor oh, no, choices saw, are so interesting. I watched the making of Red. So did so did I. I was like, yeah. I got I got him. And that, I was like, this is actually the best part of watching well, the movie. No, no, no exactly. <laughs> and and I was like, seriously, fucking. Uh, what's her face is the goddamn monkey Kate Blanchett Spazzatora fucking monkey that's so funny what she's asked she asked what roles do you have left the monkey she's I'll, like I'll done do I'll take it <laughs> I was like damn it and, and, it's, and it's literally just monkey sounds yeah Kate Blanchett uh, what were they doing Nightmare Alley yeah uh huh that's so funny <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah um, she was like I want in they, yeah they talked to a bunch of people kind of sad they didn't talk to Ewan McGregor about being Sebastian J. Cricket, mm-hmm. the raconteur, uh, yes. the novelist, the novelist, too. The, <laughs> no, was, the aspiring novelist. Yeah, you're trying to write his memoirs or whatever. Uh, I enjoyed that character. That was really funny. And then he has the running gag where he tries to sing a song about his dad like three times or yeah. twice uh-huh. and gets cut off. I, I, I do love how like his character every time he life is pain yeah and then like in repetition (laughs) (laughs) love hurts yeah he's he's always getting smashed and hit and squashed um that's very funny that's very funny i think it's yeah like it looks beautiful it's 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 hauntingly beautiful yeah the uh some of it is some of the designs are distinctly del toro all of it is. Like the um, the, uh, the 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 spirits, the sprites. All of it, man. Those floating eyeball sprites. <laughs> all of all of it. I mean, it felt like it all just got sapped right out of Del Toro's brain. Yeah, like it's it is totally his aesthetic. And it's incredible. So he had a co-director, and then they divided it over. Man, what was this that like? Uh, six six studios, no three studios, no, three studios. Yeah, three stu- and like sixty sets or something yeah. uh, on like three in three countries or three continents. Or well, no, two, only, only two. Like well, because he was doing you know L.A., but then he also in Mexico. All, all the the big stuff in Mexico and then London. In London, yeah, those are the three spots, and um, just so much work, um, so many people doing incredible stuff. Uh, stop stop motion is pretty amazing. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. The uh, uh, all the Henry Selleck stuff is not, I don't know if off it is but the like Nightmare on Christmas Nightmare Before Christmas mm-hmm. perfect movie watch this time mm-hmm. of year that's amazing stop motion 90s stop motion then uh, James the Giant Peach that's on Disney yeah. right now we, obviously you can watch all that yeah man Pinocchio's very interesting uh, obviously he gets dark oh yeah well cause it's There's Del Toro like, <laughs> it's Del Toro he, he loves uh, skewering or making fascism to bad guys yeah. he's done that in multiple films now 
It's because they are, Chris. Because they are. He recognized that. I appreciate that. <laughs> what was the other movie we watched? Oh, Michael Mann. Watching Macho Miami Vice. I was like, yeah. yes, make the fucking Nazis the bad guys again. Make Nazis bad again. Let's get that hashtag going. Or just get off the internet entirely. That might be better. The, um, man, I should, man, I mean, there's a, in theaters, like it played at a theater in town and yeah, for, for a, a week it, and a half or so. And it was on a veto. It could have been done if we literally had time. It was like out of, out of commission for a few days. So just going to do it. What a bummer. Yeah. Would have been, been nice. Would have been good in theaters. Would have been nice. The, what do you think of the musical choices? It was fine. Because I was like, when the first song started, when Geppetto started singing, I thought of you immediately. I was like, yeah. oh. I was like, oh. I mean, <laughs> did you just get sucked into a musical? No, it, that's just it. It's not a. Musical. It's not a musical. Like it, it has not. it has musical elements, but yeah. it, it doesn't do it in like. And definitely not a traditional animated musical way. Yeah, I think the only one song that does feel like, quote, musical is um, when Pinocchio's going around the room and be like, what is this thing? What, yeah. It's his version yeah. of, what's this? What's this? What's this? What's this? <laughs> yeah, it's his version. <laughs> but it ends with him with like a yeah. chamber pot on his head. Uh-huh. And uh, that, so that's like a character in a room, like exploring the room and, and it's all locked down like that. And most other songs, uh, they're like montages and, yeah. and story was advancing and the song was just like playing as a soundtrack as opposed to it being a character just plainly singing like to the camera about their feelings they have their feelings are so overwhelming that they can't just speak them they must <laughs> sing, sing them Drewster Cogburn <laughs> like you can just maybe, hey, tr- man, maybe dude, try writing I still, it down. <laughs> I still gotta figure out how and if I can watch fucking Joker 2 so yeah like, there you go. I'm in a my brain's in a conundrum yeah let's yeah, see so if they actually start singing you see the image they released uh, it's just him getting a shave. Mm-hmm. Like, ooh. <laughs> oh, he looks uh, so. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, Pinocchio's good. I enjoyed it. I think people should check it out. Uh, it's interesting that the guy, Geppetto, is that dude, Dan Bradley, mm-hmm. that old man in all like the Edgar Wright movies. Uh, like, oh, that guy? Yeah. He's so good. Mm-hmm. But when you see his face, it's like, he looks crazy. Yeah, he does. <laughs> but it's good. Looks crazy old. He does a crazy old. Pinocchio. Fun. Guys, watch it. Enjoy it. Well, make your kids watch it. That goddamn dogfish. That was crazy. Yeah, that was nuts. <laughs> that thing was gross. Their version of Monstro. Yeah, that thing was gross as fuck. Uh, did you know in the original Pinocchio, I looked up in the Wikipedia, uh, the cricket, the talking cricket, who doesn't have a name, he shows up in like chapter four, and uh, and Pinocchio kills him immediately. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, and then he just shows up like, later. Ah, as shit, a, smack. Yeah, pretty much. He like throws a mallet at him and it hits him and kills him. And then he shows up later as a ghost to like to bug Pinocchio. Pinocchio's like, get the fuck out of here. Okay. They don't have the same relationship as them. Okay, as the Disney version. As a Disney version, I did kind of wish if I was going to give this movie a thing that I didn't like, it would be. It felt weird how the cricket was in multiple scenes, and there were a couple times I was wondering like, do, do they hear him? Like when he's speaking, he's even talking to them. Are they? Do they hear him? What's happening? Or do they just hear cricket, cricket? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it felt like there was no... They... At one point in time, I mean, uh, Geppetto does fully address Geppetto him does, yes, at one point respond. Like, I guess they do hear him. Like, why are they constantly ignoring him? There's a weird lack of emotional relationship connection between Sebastian Cricket and Pinocchio and uh, Geppetto. Except for the fact that... He lives in his heart. Yeah, he, he, yeah, which is very funny. <laughs> I love that. I was like, this is a perfect setup. And then I feel like they never interact. <laughs> it's strange. If I was going to think it for one thing, it would be that. 
Oh man, the bunnies and the afterlife stuff. Dude, that shit was fucking bonkers. Yeah. Those skeleton bunnies are. I, I want one as a pet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want a diorama of them, like just playing cards, yeah. sitting there, or even like a little animatronic puppet thing mm-hmm. running around. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Anyway, good stuff. Yes. Uh, that's right. Christmas is upon us as we stumble into a Drew year. Looking forward to the stumble. Oh. It's not a dreary year if there ain't a stumble. We're going to stumble our way in face first into this uh, foul, foul dreary year of our Lord 2023. How you doing, Drew? I'm doing. Drew Cogburn. Drew Cogburn is here, ladies and gentlemen. He's here with us. <laughs> Fuck all you people. Fuck you people, he says. That's why they like you so much. They're like, he, he hates us. We love him. <laughs> it's a very... Abusive parasocial relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, man, oh man, we saw Avatar: The Way of Water, and this is our spoiler-free review. I gotta say, true. Mm-hmm. I think the most exciting part of watching Avatar: The Way of Water was, was the Mission Impossible <laughs> featurette on Tom Cruise doing that stunt over and over and over that, again. That shit got me hyped, man! Holy cow! That was a good. That was a good featurette. They showed the the, the shot of like the, the camera going over the ramp and then reveals the drop off in the in the can. <laughs> Scary. My, my favorite part is watch him jumping, doing the base jumping first, yeah, and then doing it off of the uh, motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And the look on the director's face, like during the first take, is yeah. fucking priceless. Yeah, because he's like, oh my god, am I gonna am I gonna kill my movie star? And, and then Tom Cruise looks at the camera and says. I think I can hold on to the bike more next time. Let's yeah. do it again. Let's do it again. Do it over and over. It looks incredible. It looks so good. Um, what a good, <laughs> what a good feature, right? That was so fun. The Oppenheimer trailer was awesome. The Oppenheimer one is cool, man. The build up to the thing going off to mm. the bomb exploding, mm. and uh, obviously, I'm, I'm looking forward to that money shot in IMAX. Yeah, it's gonna be a ridiculous mm. shot in IMAX and um, uh, the ridiculous cast. It's going to be wild to see how much money this movie makes ends up being. It's mostly just going to be like a, a drama, historical drama yeah. uh, mm-hmm. about about people. Yeah. You know, but it's Nolan, so it also has to be like, they find, find it to be exciting somehow. <laughs> <laughs> the smashing of atoms. Um, I mean, it could ignite the atmosphere, Chris. Yeah, man. They don't know. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Like, I'm going to have to see, watch the movie to find out. Did, did Oppenheimer destroy the world? Are we all dead? Is this a uh, simulation? That were, I mean, it could be. That'd be weird if Oppenheimer was really like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, a t- no, confession <laughs> that, <laughs> that all this has been faked because we accidentally blew up the world in the fifties, forties when they make that thing, and uh, and now this is all just like, um, like in the peripheral where they 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 augment reality, the world around them to make uh-huh. it look less shitty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty funny detail. Um. Yeah, the Oppenheimer trailer was good, and I liked the whole thing with the Creed three trailer being like, "This is the first sports movie shot in IMAX." <laughs> Dude, Jonathan Major ridiculous. Is such a fucking beast in that movie. He looks abs- he looks absurd. <laughs> he looks so big and scary, uh, so muscular. Uh, that's gonna be a good. I'm looking forward to Creed three. I, yeah. like, I like Creed. I enjoy Creed. Interesting trailers. We didn't get to see the Barbie trailer. No, though, which is I, w- I want to see do that on the big screen. Yeah, so do I. Uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, may, I'm wondering if the Barbie teaser even is in the movie because it feels like something that could just just be shot for for theaters only. Yeah, 
because uh, it's a, I don't know if you've heard or looked it up or anything. You haven't watched it? No. It's a it's a take on the beginning of 2001, A Space Odyssey, okay. with the idea being that before Barbie came along, the only doll for, for little girls to play with were baby dolls. Yeah, pretty much. And then Barbie shows up and it opens up the world of what, what they can play with. Yeah. Um, so it's like Barbie is like the, the black slab. The okay. <laughs> that, that's the monkey's touch? It's funny. <laughs> yeah, that the little girls touch it. <laughs> it's very funny. Um, with Helen Mirren doing the... the, voice the over. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Anyway, the movie looks good. Avatar. Dose. Avatars. Went dollar Dose sign. sign. Dollar, <laughs> sign <laughs> dollar sign. It made $134 million domestically as the as the estimate for the weekend. Okay. Uh, a little lower than the projected 150 but there's some, like, caveats with this, right? Okay. Um, so even though it's a little lower than projected and less than like Marvel movies, because the Marvel movies like Doctor Strange and uh, what was the other one, Spider Man, well that made like two fifty. Thor, Thor's own Doctor Strange, Thor they make like one fifty, one seventy five. Black Panther one seventy five, right? Um, a big difference is that this one thirty four opening weekend also includes um, the fact that uh, the pre sales for the movie twenty percent of those pre sales. Or for showtimes after opening weekend, Marvel movies they only it's have opening weekend. it's opening weekend, and yeah. only it says here five percent of pre-sales go towards beyond opening weekend. So the idea is that um, even though there's more now than ever, there's a limit to the amount of like IMAX screens, premium screens that are out there, and people want to see this movie on the best screen possible. Yeah. So. When the opening weekend, those screens get sold out, they just buy... Like, I know one person who has tickets for his whole family on Christmas Eve, yeah. because that also, that's when they can see it. That's when they can see it, also, as a family, because of a uh, yeah. holiday shit. So there's a lot of people planning on seeing this over oh, the next no, couple of weeks. I'm not worried about Avatar's opening weekend box office, because yeah. this movie is going... This movie... It just came out, but it already has legs. Yeah, it's, it's going to be about the legs. It's going to be about the word of mouth. It's going to be about how uh, 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 you know, the, the waiter at the restaurant I went at to after the movie heard us talk about Avatar, and I was like, I saw Avatar in 4DX. You got to go back and see it in 4DX. <laughs> like, he was so pumped about it. Um, it, it. The movie works. It's got great, you know, they do that, the cinema score shit where mm-hmm. people come out. It, it, that's all, like... A's and a 90 percentile. Well, I mean, it probably has something to do with the fact that it's the best special effects that I've ever seen ever no, in my, my life. Oh my goodness, this movie looks incredible. It looks, it looks stunning. It, it's, there are times where I'm like, this is, some of this has to be real. Please tell me some of this is real because I mean, it all looks so good. I, I almost want all of it to be fake. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like Jungle Book style. Yeah, yeah. And just to be like, okay, so none of that was real. It probably Fuck is. Fuck my life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it probably is. They're just running around in the goddamn you know, un- Unreal Engine, whatever. Goddamn bullshit. <laughs> Motherfuckers. It looks so good. I mean, it, uh, it, it puts pretty much everything else that I've ever seen to shame. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else that we see that's like big spectacle blockbuster, CG heavy blockbuster. Uh, I mean, again, I'm looking at like Marvel movies and stuff uh-huh. like that. Um, it really does like it puts them to shame but also it's like it's, it's double the cost of those movies it costs yeah. them the rumors are up to 450 million dollars before marketing uh, which is just wild a wild amount of money to spend on a movie it's hard to tell because how they make them consecutively yeah. and back to back and all that shit 
Uh, so it's kind of an estimate. And then obviously they get some money back. They got at least 150 um, million uh, uh, Kiwi dollars, whatever their their system is, a tax rebate yeah. for shooting everything in New Zealand. So, um, but still, it's an incredible amount of money that they're throwing up there on the screen. So it's a three hour and 10 minute movie. Did you ever feel bored? Nope. No. What? Come on. Uh, I, I just can't. I, I was worried about that. Yeah, exactly. Personally. I'm like, this is a long ass movie. I'm sitting in the middle of this big ass theater. If I gotta go pee, I gotta walk over all these people. I'm thinking about all these things yeah, before uh-huh. this movie. And then it just starts. The, and, and, and then three hours go by and the movie's over. I'm like, okay, so yeah. now I have to pee. Over three hours. Over three hours go by. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I'm not thinking about it anymore. Well, I'm just thinking, just thinking about this movie and uh, and the what I'm watching and how... This, this, I had the same thought in my head over and over. Every time something happened, pretty much, I was like, that shot looks incredible. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, well, yeah. The shot looks uh-huh. so good. It's crazy. Um, you don't want to go back and do 4DX? Get, no. Get shake, have the sh- seat uh-uh. shaking? Nope. Just spritz you in the face with water? No. No, huh? thank you. This is, this is not a Mad Max Fury Road moment for me. Not, <laughs> I, this does not, for me, this does not require multiple viewings over and over again to just bask in its glory. I mean, it, listen, it was good. It's good. And... It's, it's a this, crowd pleaser too. This is one of those movies that it, a should be seen on the biggest screen possible, yeah, and yeah, b absolutely. should be seen in 3D. Yeah, because if not, then you're you're robbing yourself. Well, because the thing the is, fullness of it, there isn't. You're not going to see a better 3D movie, mm-hmm. right? At this point, no, I don't think so. Animated movies are your best bet to get no. get some proper the 3D stereoscopic. Uh, uh, you know, smooth just looks so good. The 3D just looks so good. It's yeah. ridiculous. Um, obviously, it helps you know, giant IMAX screen, wall uh, speakers. Yeah, wall speakers looks incredible. Uh, and then I also felt like you know, people in the theater. I didn't see any phone lights. Nope. You know, I didn't see that. I, I didn't hear a lot of uh, fidgeting. There was a baby at one point. I was like, this baby. Is this baby going to sit through this movie? Baby yep. sat through the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and at one point, it, like, it said, like, one year later. And the baby was like, man. I was like, I know, baby. <laughs> I'm right there with you. We had the same reaction to the one year later title card. Um, I, I, I'm I, pretty, I mean, it's stupid to be like, James Cameron impressed me. I'm very impressed by by how how... Well, the movie is put together by the fact that, you know, I, I think the story is pretty uh, full in a good way. Uh, it's not overstuffed. It, it's, you know, it's focused on the on the family and on the kids. And uh, it, it's very much a family drama. Yes. A family drama that just happens to be science fiction set on a, on a made up planet with uh, sky people coming to kill you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a whole, whole subplot with... Uh, Characters relating to uh, am- animals, but yes. big ass, big ass water animals. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. They're having like whole conversations and shit. Well, yeah. Uh huh. Because apparently they're super intelligent. Yeah, and I'm just like, watch. It's like, what the fuck? This is. I can't believe we're watching this. James Cameron's like, please. The first movie we asked you to cry for a tree. This one, we want you to relate to a whale. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, what's he gonna ask us to? In the next know, one, yeah. Humanize next. It's incredible. It's incredible what what he, what he's setting out to do with these movies. Um, and it's making a ton. It's made also internationally. It's at four hundred million worldwide. Okay, with everything total in its first three days, so it's like the fifth biggest the, uh, global opening during the pandemic era or some shit yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, in China, they're like maybe it could open up to a hundred million. It opened up to fifty in China. Okay, but that could be because of uh, they still got zero COVID going on over there. Where yeah. entire 
right, we'll just lock down Beijing. That's fine. For yeah. two weeks. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Man. Man, that did not that did not go well for <laughs> for China. <laughs> for a second they're like, We got this. Like, no, no we don't. No, you don't. You ain't got shit. Um, and then the rest of the weekend wise, when it comes to the box office, right? It's one of those things where it makes one thirty four in the three day mm-hmm. and then you add up all the other ones combined. And they don't even make one thirty four. Not, not even close. Yeah, no, everybody's going to see Avatar. Uh Wakanda Forever still made five and a half million. I mean it's I mean, all these movies are still going to make a couple million dollars, sure. but for the foreseeable future, for this weekend, next weekend, and probably the weekend after, I'm putting Avatar on top. Avatar's going to be on top for weeks, for sure. Four weeks. The next big movie coming isn't until uh, February, Ant-Man, Quantumania. Uh, so they have that at least six weeks there of open runway to just see how much money they can make. Well. Um. I feel like the top three movies, Wakanda Forever, Violent Night, and Strange World, uh, they made between five and two million. I bet you those are like a lot of walk-up people. Who are like, let's go see this movie. Let's go see Avatar. They get there for the screening they want, and uh, like it's full, or they can't find a seat that they want. So they're like, we'll just come back later, and we'll see. We'll see something else. Because people still do that shit. Yeah. They go to the theater like without a set plan. I, I don't know who these people are. Me neither. They're psychopaths just living life willy-nilly, just raw dog in life like that. Um, Black Adam, number eight, still making money. Now available, kind of ridiculous. Now available on HBO uh, Max. Yeah, and kind of funny, too, with the big reveal at the end, that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything anymore. We'll talk about the, the death of Henry Cavill's Superman in the second half of the show. Um... Anything anything else you want to talk about Avatar pre non spoilery? I mean we, we think it looks great. I mean it looks great. Me personally I thought the story was a little subpar, but whatever. But but not to the point where you were like, Come on, let's move this thing along. No. You, you, you were well, for, I, for I, the initial watch of the movie you were into it. How how could I not be? My mind was being blown by things I'd never even fathomed. Yeah. Yeah. By simple things too sometimes. Just like a character popping up out of the water. Yeah. <laughs> what the f- Fuck, that looks amazing. It's like, wow, that looks so good. <laughs> it looks so good. Um, yeah. Yeah, guys, gals, see the Avatar already. Yeah. <laughs> see, see the Avatar, do it. Give them that dollar sign. Give them, add the dollar sign to the Avatars. Go see it. And then uh, next week, next Friday, sequel December, we'll conclude with our uh, spoiler-filled deep dive on Avatar to Wave Water. We did a whole... 45 minute episode on it. So that's coming out on Friday. Harold's <laughs> in a shelter being like, I remember no, the internet. No, don't want to be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to be that guy. That could be us. That could be us. I'll be more of a Brennan Frazier whale situation. I, I, I'll, I'll eat my fears until I, I die. I remember a time before the internet and now after the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, that'll be weird. <laughs> That'd be so strange. I survived the internet. That would be so strange. The internet, it brought down the world. <laughs> it did it. And now we listen to the AIs. The AIs control is just robots running around. Boston, uh, Boston I mean, Dynamic robots with AI uploaded I, into it. I mean, there's, I mean, who's to say that we're not already kind of part of the way there? I know. That's what I'm saying. The jackpot has begun. <laughs> you watched the peripherals. You've seen some of it. Have you finished yeah. it? No, didn't, I didn't get a chance to watch any of this. There, there you go. Let's get the, the peripheral. The jackpot's coming. We'll be lucky if we make it to 2090 London. Oh, no, we won't. No, <laughs> Everything's no. all destroyed, oh. and but we're using AI to augment the... Uh... I mean, that's... I, I mean, 
AI is the future, Chris. It's actually a pretty good idea. <laughs> Not AI, actually. What was I thinking of? AR. Still, it's, it's to make things le- like depress- less depressing. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's what we need. Speaking of depressing, the whale. Ooh. <laughs> uh, the, the Wale. Uh, Darren Aronofsky's newest. Yes. And based on the play, I looked it up. Okay. Uh, a gentleman wrote a play. I think maybe even an obese gentleman dealing with many of the issues in this. Not exactly. I'm dying, but I'm you sure, know. Yeah. Uh, well, the prospect of. The prospect of the idea of um, letting your depression and grief destroy you physically as well as emotionally. Nah. Allowing that to happen. Letting it get out of control. Uh, what do you, what you think walking out of the whale? I mean, it's definitely like a case study on depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I mean... It's interesting to see the physical manifestations of the emotional and the mental pain. Right, sure, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, so the, that the mass eating scene was maybe one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Oh, right, so this, this is gonna be a pretty spoiler-free review, but, but yeah, there, there's hey, a I'm couple. Just saying it exists. It, I guess, I guess it does exist. I don't want to tell you where it exists because it's part of the part the, of the, the part, of the, part of the arc of the emotional arc. But, yeah. But there is a scene featuring some manic eating. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, weird. It, how did they get my nighttime eating routine? On this? <laughs> Sitting in front of an open fridge, just grabbing random stuff to slap <laughs> on a together. slice of pizza, and, and then uh, <laughs> and squirt it. half a bottle of ranch on it, and then eat it oh, like so vigorously. <laughs> that, that made me laugh out loud. Yeah, it's because it's absurd. It looks absurd and it's crazy. Maybe people. Uh, oh, I'm sure people I'm, do I'm, that. I'm, I'm, yes, I'm assuming I'm sure. that people really do do sure, that. Yes. Uh, but still, in the movie, when you see it happen, and the way Aronofsky he's, well, he keeps the camera back so it's an objective distance, and well, the music's all intense, I mean, and it's like, this is strange and I mean, funny. Aronofsky had, like, this is, like, very much, like, still in the same vein of Requiem. It's not it's hardcore about drugs and young people. This is, but it, the, the way that he deals with emotions mm-hmm. and just the realness of it all, mm-hmm. like, both the dark, depraved side of all of humanity, and also the you know the the, the beautiful, untainted side. Yes, absolutely. Uh, all his movies do want to explore humanity that way. It seems like whether well, it's about drug addiction or wrestling or, or, or whatever, or ballet he, or whatever. He, he, it's he, about the the good and the bad in people. Yeah, he, movies, he, he, and he doesn't shy away from the darkness. No, he seems to revel like, in it. Almost. Yeah, revel <laughs> almost, especially his earlier stuff. Yeah, I do feel like the whale is his visually least flashy showy film it's his most straightforward as I was watching I was like oh this is like his Soderbergh movie but it's still fucking beautiful it looks great and it's a it's a Matthew Liberty returning cinematographer that's why all his movies look great Uh, that guy is like so many people's secret weapon Mm -hmm. this fucking dude he's so good um, so it looks great. You got the A to four aspect ratio, uh-huh. just the square yep. aspect ratio. Should this be on TV? <laughs> yeah, right. Does it say here how it was shot? Uh, no, it doesn't. Um, like I wonder if it was sixteen millimeter. Um, maybe, I hope so. Maybe not. I don't know. But uh, yeah, this movie is I mean, sad. Brendan Fraser fucking kills it. Fraser, 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 like Razor. I always want to say Fraser now. We've always said we that. Always said Fra- we always said Fraser. Apparently, it's Fraser, like Razor. But then I want to say Fraser, no, like but like it's not like Bra- like Brazier. I I, re- I I read that little thing on the internet. I was like, oh, I've been pronouncing your name wrong yeah. my entire life. Sorry, dude. And he's so cool about it. It's like it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, people it understand. People get it. Yeah. I'm me. I'm still me. I haven't changed who I am. The um, but he fuck I no, mean, he, he kills is, it. He's fantastic. I he, mean, as far as I'm concerned, fucking 
give the man the Oscar. Yeah, best actor type stuff. Yeah, yeah he, he did a lot of acting. Give, give it to him. Four hours of makeup a day. Yeah. 300 pounds worth of prostheses put on him to, well, to help him have that sense of, like, I'm I'm too heavy. It's hard to move. Well, and here's the thing. Like, he's already a big guy to yeah, begin with. Yeah, so, he is. Like, how, how big, I mean, he's, like, six foot something, yeah. and he's gotten thick in his adult years. He seems like he's gone up and down, ballooned up and down, even over the last five or so years. He's always been a he's always been tall. He's always so. been tall. Yes, he's always been a dude that can seemingly carry a lot of weight. No, uh, but man, he's like he is <laughs> he is big in this movie. Yeah, uh, and they got him like shirtless a few times. That's a lot of like that's a huge oh, yeah. prosthesis that he has to wear. It's cr- literally huge. Oh, and the fucking opening scene. Poof. Opening, Ta. yeah, opening scene starts you right away, Ta. where it's just like, okay, am I gonna laugh at this? <laughs> am I gonna be horrified? What's my feeling with this? Uh, the way all of this plays out, all the way up until the missionary shows up, it's like, what the <laughs> fuck is this goddamn thing? So the movie is him. It's a week in his life. Uh, he's got hypertension and uh, 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 extremely high uh, bl- uh, blood pressure, and his friend Liz, his nurse friend, shows up every day to hang out with him and, and help him out, but also enable him well yeah well i mean it's, it's part of the plot but you find out later why why and then you find out why why she even cares why yeah. she keeps showing up and it's all tied together very well mm-hmm. hong chow that actress i've been seeing her a lot recently mm-hmm. yeah she's been popping up in a lot we just saw her in the menu there we go yep she was like we gel yeah which was uh-huh. a long time yes 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 um she's also in that movie what was that trailer showing up did you remember that trailer that was the one that's the um, the lady who did First Cow, Kelly Reichert, okay. about the artist community. Oh, that, okay. So that's her follow-up to yes, First Cow? that's her follow-up to First Cow. Yeah. yeah. See, Chris, the, the thing the thing about the art movies, about yep. the arty people, yep. it, like, it's, I mean, it's, it's almost satire, but at the same time, like, it is so fucking true. Like, that's the right. way these weird, super creative art people's brains are fucking wired and it's I don't know yeah like, it, it kind of bugs me <laughs> because it's so accurate yeah uh, well I would imagine a lady that makes the kind of movies that she makes would be intimate with those kind of yeah, artists all kind of people, yeah. be like all these insufferable <laughs> beautiful awful people yeah um, Hong Chow uh, downsizing remember that one awful people that make beautiful art that's what it is yeah or art's objective Subjective. Which one's the one where it depends on the person? That's subjective. Sometimes it's bad. Um, she was in Downsizing. Remember Downsizing? Barely. <coughs> Did you see Downsizing? What, that was the Matt Damon gets tiny? Yep. No, I didn't see it. That's uh, not good. That's what everybody said. Yeah, it's not good. But she's a, she's good. And apparently the trailer is way misleading about what the movie's actually about. Uh, it is. When you watch the trailer, completely misleading. And then uh, her, she plays a Vietnamese character, and she does it in a, like a broken English. Um, and then... Uh, and then people like criticize the character or laughing at the character's voice because the way she was speaking. I was like, that's, that's strange. <laughs> she's Vietnamese. She's Asian. No, she's Thai. Like she knows. She knows these people. She's she's a lot. It's like Miyagi. It's like Pat Morita doing the accent. Yeah. yeah, he's he's just talking like his granddad. It's <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, and then she's been in four things this year. Let me see. Uh, showing up the whale. The menu. Oh, and then it looks like one of them got pushed. Asteroid City. That's the new Wes Anderson. <sighs> Okay. I can see her in West Anderson. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, she's just like coming up. Her very first movie was in Heron Vice. It looks like she was doing TV before that and then uh, a little bit of stage. 
Hong Chow, she's very good. Brendan Fraser, Fraser is very Fraser. good. Uh, uh, the missionary played by Ty Simpkins. Yeah. This kid, he's, good. he's the uh, the Insidious kid. Oh, okay. I yeah. didn't see the Insidious movies. Oh, they're good. You know, for what they are, PG thirteen James Wan movies. They're they're like good versions of that. You know, as as far as much as a horror movie can be good at PG thirteen. I feel like it's, it's that's not, extremely hard to do. This is not my type of movie, Chris. No, yeah, it's fine. It doesn't have to be. Um, also, it's funny. He he was uh, he's the kid in Iron Man three. Oh, okay. And then he popped up again in Avengers Endgame six years later. And I was like, who the fuck is that kid? <laughs> who's, who's that weird teenager? I was like, oh, this is a kid from that movie from six years ago. Yeah, that's pretty funny. He's just hanging out in the background. I bet you got a fucking paycheck like a motherfucker for that shit. Oh, fuck yeah, he did. <laughs> just for showing up. He was, he's in uh, this type. Man, this guy's got a hell of a filmography, actually. He started as a three-year-old boy in War of the Worlds. Okay. He was in Little Children. Jesus Christ. Um, not in scenes with Jackie O'Hilly. I hope. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, the whale is a great acting showcase for all these people. Oh yeah, uh, that chick from Stranger Things uh, that I never actually saw act because I didn't watch Stranger Things. Sadie Sink, yeah, the girl, the teenage girl, mm-hmm. uh, hard character to pull off. I think to oh, make yeah. to make either believable or I don't know if it necessarily has to be likable. But well, I mean, you're su- I'm pretty to... sure you're su- you're supposed to kind of like not like her. Yeah, because she's. Uh, She's very aggressive and aggro and mean. Yeah. Um, but then you find out why and say, well, I mean, you find out why pretty early on. And then they explain more even later, talk more later. And um, it's just a complex background that results in a very angry person. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. Unresolved issues. <laughs> very unresolved. Yeah. Very, very unresolved. Um, you saw the second season of Stranger Things, didn't you? I saw. I think I said first and second. Yeah, she, it's, according to this, she's Maybe. in the second season. Well, was the second I, season? I, I can't was, remember was the shit about it. Was the second season the 80s? Whichever one where they switched to the 80s? I think that's the third season. That's where I was like, fuck this. No, the whole thing's in the 80s. I don't know. I, I barely. I watched Stranger Things season one and two once, and that was it. And that's already five yeah. years ago. I think one and two. Yeah, I think that's all I watched. Yeah, and then I was like, I'm done with this. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'm yeah. done with this. I'm, I'm over it. Although people do seem to really like season four, I mean, good for them. Good, yeah, I'm happy that they baby got their bottle. There is there <laughs> that's is, good. There is so much content out there. Like I, I don't even care. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, so yeah, she's good. And then also, uh, I won't say exactly what the role is, but I was like, this lady looks really familiar. So Samantha Morton pops up for one scene. Uh, great English actress. She's the lady from uh, the Code Forty Six. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. When she, yeah, when yeah. she pops up, I was uh-huh. like, "What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Is that who I think it is?" Um, well, and, and then she, it was an interesting scene. And she was also in uh, the 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 time cruise future crimes movie. Future crimes. Uh, future crimes. Future crimes. What, what Crime, crimes that haven't happened yet. The, uh, oh <laughs> yes, yes. She's the one who's like, uh, she's the red balls. Yeah, she, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. She's in the pool. Uh-huh. Whatever they call those yeah, things. Uh, yes. Future crimes. Future crimes. Uh, you mean Twitter? Or I don't know. I'm trying to do some, <laughs> I, some dumb. I, I don't remember the name saying. of that movie, Chris. Um, that, that's a, a Minority Report. There we go. Minority Report. Another uh, Spielberg popping up again. Uh, according to this, Aaron also said he saw a trailer for Journey to the uh, Center. No. I misread that. I thought it was Journey to the Center <laughs> of the Earth, which is Brennan, Brennan Fraser. He said he saw... Um, 
Brendan Fraser in a trailer for Journey to the End of the Night. Maybe that's a sequel. I don't know. Though. <laughs> <laughs> Journey to the End of the Night. To the End of the Night. Yeah. But uh, I was about to say, but I thought Journey Two was The Rock. Nope. Nope. Journey <laughs> Two colon. <laughs> uh, it says here that when he saw that trailer, it clicked from the cast to cast Fraser, which is interesting. And then H four picked up, which is also very interesting yeah. that they they agreed to do it. I mean, it's that type of movie. Yeah, really small is. little drama, a little flashy, a little showy, but uh, easy to cut a trailer for, I'm sure. Exquisite cinematography, and then all the awards. The, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's going to, I mean, this guy already, he's got nominations here for the, the, the 80th Golden Globe Awards. Who gives a shit? They suck. Yeah. He won't show up for that. He doesn't like them. The 28th Critics' Choice Awards. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He'll rack them up. He's good. He's good. It's a good movie. It's just a bummer. I mean, yeah. Because it's a very sad character. Well, it's, I mean... Who it, made a bunch of mistakes, and now he's paying for all of them. Uh, 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 one of the through lines through most of Aronofsky's movies is kind of a bummer, but that's fucking life, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But, like, some of these... I mean, Requiem is just weird. I, I did end up rewatching Requiem a bunch, but that was more like of a college-age weird fascination with the making of the movie and stuff. Yeah. As opposed to connecting to it on a... On another level, on the on the actual level of the story and the characters and all that, but like the fountain, I rewatched a bunch of times. Now that movie fucking you know. changed my life. Yeah, so. that one's wild. This <laughs> one sort of has a fountain ending. Uh, kind of, yeah. The wrestler rewatched. Well, it also kind of has a Noah ending. Noah's another one I kind of want to rewatch. I want to. It's weird, dude. It's yeah. weird. I, I'll tell you what. I think the graphic novel is better, even with okay. all. Okay. Even yeah. with all of the acting power in yeah. this fucking movie, which is great. Yeah. Something about the graphic novel. I just well, think it... Okay. I think it's better. I would not would not doubt that at all. I mean, it's still Aronofsky, so... And I still... I've only seen Mother once, but I want to rewatch it. I've only seen it once? Yeah, I've only seen it once. Um, yeah, so... It's just a... It's just a... A dark portrait of a person in a bad place. And then the few people around him who reach out to help and uh, whether or not he accepts their help or not. And and then it's, you know, all about... Uh, Search for redemption. Right, because he, 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 he abandoned his family, so he's all worried about his family. Uh, and what kind of, quote, legacy he leaves, et cetera, et cetera. It's uh, kind of heavy, obviously. Well, obviously kind of heavy. Um, and watching, I can see how it's going to be like... Hard for it to make money, hard for people to uh, eventually mean, get around to watching it. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's kind of a, I mean, yeah, it's kind of a rough right? movie. Yeah, it's not like, oh, yeah, let's go. Hey, guys, you want to sit down and watch The Whale? Yeah, no. This is going to be so much fun. Let's no, walk. it's not. It is, I mean. <laughs> From it, the opening scene, you'd be like, no, you exactly. would look at your friend like, it's why like, did you put this on? Why? Just keep watching. <laughs> just keep watching. Trust me. <laughs> it's going to get good in a second. <laughs> just keep watching. <laughs> keep, just get, watch. You'll like it. Um. All the details too, you know, all the different chains and hooks and grabbers. <laughs> I mean, more, more, more than likely, Chris. Hopefully, Brendan Fraser will fucking win all the awards. Yeah, and people will be like, "Well, shit, now I gotta watch this fucking movie." Yeah, that'll probably that will happen. More people will check it out because of him, his residual star power from twenty years ago when he was an accidental movie star. It seems like, yeah. um, he's like one of these typical, almost like character actor and a leading man leading man's body type of things definitely you know I was listening to a podcast where uh, like he, he could have been the 90s Chris Pratt yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. like 
He's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's right in that. He could have been right in that lane. The um, I was listening to this podcast <coughs> where it's a Scott Aukerman podcast where he watches movies he hasn't seen for the very first time each week, and one of them was Encino Man. Oh, really? Yeah, and he said he was struck. But the thing that struck him most about Encino Man was by how this is that was Brendan Fraser's first movie, and he's a imme- and he's playing a caveman like in the modern world, and he's immediately his performance is fully confident and and like realized and how he's just great. You can see immediately this guy is talent. This guy is great for movies, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and uh, immediately, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild how how we just took him for granted for so long. Um. So, I mean, I would I would recommend the whale. I would recommend people watch it if you're if you like dramas, if you like good acting, if you like just a well technically well made movie. Now, is the movie itself on overall? We're talking a lot about the acting and the performances. The movie itself, I feel like it's good, but like not great. You know, uh, it's it. Okay, it's just like um, that's part of the reason why I do go to Aronofsky movies is for like weird macro photography and 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 you know i i want a little bit of that flash this i is, want it it's a different type of movie this is a very straightforward mm-hmm. just which is fine which is fine and i like it maybe over time I'll, i would like it more maybe over time i'll like it less i don't know but uh i was definitely struck by the simpleness of the presentation for the most part i mean if you want that macro photography you got to watch that fucking Nat Geo yeah maybe he maybe he's just getting all that <laughs> shit out of his system over there and it yeah. works better for him and then he just like I can just make a movie <laughs> not yeah, I, I still haven't watched that fucking Chris Hemsworth thing on Disney Plus yep. that he fucking did yeah Limitless I need to watch that too it's so funny too it's also called Limitless yeah like there's a movie about about a magic pill <laughs> with that title uh-huh. it's not that old guys they even made and it's, a, it's actually kind of good it's actually pretty good they even made a TV <laughs> show based on it and now you're doing this you could have called it something without limits. Oh, that's something else. That's also a movie. Um, looking up the guy who did the score, Rob, oh, this Rob is, Simonson. This is limitless with, with, Chris, with Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Oh, there we go. That's how you get around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we're and I'm making The Godfather with Chris Crespo. No one, no one will know the difference. Yeah, exactly. It's just, just as long as that's actually like in the title. Yeah, you, you, you're good with it. <laughs> exactly. It's Chris Crespo's The Godfather. This is not. Yeah, it's not Mario Puzo. It's not Francis Ford Coppola's. It's mine. Motherfucker. All right. So the story of uh, Don Corleone. He's <laughs> <laughs> um, a podcaster. <laughs> yeah. This time he's a podcaster. That's how I change it. He comes to me on my daughter's live show, live performance <laughs> of her podcast, asking for a favor. Um, Rob Simonson did a pretty good score to this guy who did I'm um, looking at his f- uh, filmography for for music and like most recently he did The Adam Project Ghostbusters Afterlife uh, remember that movie Captive State do you remember that movie I think so exactly <laughs> exactly Drew that's the one where aliens came and like took over and they were in charge but it's all about the resistance on the ground and what? and John Goodman's in it and uh, he like delivers a bomb to the to the main alien or something what? You don't remember that? Did you even see it? Maybe, I don't think so. Maybe you didn't see it. Um, Jonathan Majors is in it. Maybe, maybe I saw that movie. I think he's like the lead, the lead resistance guy running around trying to find people. You said John Goodman with a bomb. That made, like there's a, he's got I, he's got I, like a mask, and, and that's the very end too, right? Very end, yeah, very end. That's, that's the denouement that. of the movie. He yeah. delivers a bomb. He, he, I think he is a a sympathizer, an alien sympathizer for most movie, but then it turns out he's actually. Uh, double agent for humanity. Da, da, da. Anyway, Rob Simonson did the score. So the whale, I think it's good. 
but you know it didn't it didn't blow my socks off I was just sad for the most part well yeah it's, it's depressing <laughs> I was just like oh it, boy it this is not sad. a feel good movie yeah no no <laughs> it's the opposite of a feel good movie it's the least feel good movie of the year the whale uh, also no whales in it. a lot of talk of Moby Dick though yes o- obliquely mm-hmm. and water and going in the water no that was some nice imagery anyway A PFT Media Production.